Good. So, again, welcome. I'd like to speak a little at this time about the practice of insight meditation, and then I'll give some instructions. This afternoon, I would like to talk about an ethics of uncertainty that I mentioned yesterday. This is the theme uh, for the for the practice as a that we'll be using as a foundation for the for the meditation period. Best deal with a particular situation that was that we are engaging in together in this retreat. Insight meditation as a as a practice is uh, drawn from the teachings of the Buddha and uh, ancient body of spiritual practice and wisdom that uh, many people and certainly including myself have found incredibly beneficial and relevant in our lives today and so as well as being something coming from an ancient tradition it's also something that has been kept alive by a ongoing community of living practitioners passing the teachings from one generation to the next over two and a half thousand years and and so for me, these practices and teachings are not just part of an ancient tradition, but equally part of a very lived human journey that uh, we may feel ourselves to be part of or interested to explore and to join in with. And so with this, the, the practice in some ways could be described as essentially concerned with being awake and what it means for us as human beings to wake up more fully, more deeply in the very midst of our lives. The, uh, even the, the language Buddhism is a, a little uh, unusual in a way in that the first part of the word is an ancient, a word from an ancient Asian language, bud, which means awake or awakened, and ism, which is a, an English suffix to sort of denote a body of philosophy or ideas or beliefs or something like that. I prefer to translate the whole word, um, and the translation would be awakeism. And so whether or not we have a relationship to Buddhism or not, and I certainly do, um, but for whether or not we have that, we may find nonetheless we feel a resonance with the possibility of awakeism for what that seems to speak to is a is an interest and engagement, perhaps even a love or dedication um, in relationship to what it means to be awake. And we may be very aware, as I think many of us are, of how much of our lives we can spend unconsciously, how much of our lives we can be not really fully present or connected with our actual experience, but lost in the, the mental worlds of, of, of thought, of distraction, of reactivity, of fantasy, of past and future. And perhaps we have some, some real sense of the limitations of that. Thinking itself is a useful tool, but it easily becomes something that dominates our life. And the degree of disconnect that we experience when we are in the mind created worlds that arise in the thinking process and that somehow leave us out of or feel, leave us feeling separate or disconnected from what's actually happening, what's taking place in our body, our heart, and actually in the, the mental processes themselves, that we maybe recognize this as, a, as something we wish to address, as a, as a concerning uh, tendency of the human mind and the human experience. 
So it's really important that we don't judge that tendency and that activity at all, but that we see if it's so, or we investigate if we're not at this point sure, we investigate if it's so, whether it really serves us to live in that way, to function in that way. And certainly spiritual teachings, the teachings of the Buddhist tradition and others, and certainly the practices of insight meditation very clearly suggest to us that there is a greater possibility and potential for our own well-being and for our ability to function in the world in a way that contributes to the well-being of others and of life when we develop and when we cultivate this quality of wakefulness. And so, so with that, the meditation is not so much about a particular technique. It's not so much about whether we do it this way or that way. And there are many, many different techniques one could practice in meditation. And in fact, um, you know, there will be many of us, I imagine, here who have explored different traditions, different teachers, different practices. And from where I'm sitting, that's a, a wonderful thing to do. It can be very beneficial. And there are many different ways or approaches that we'll find useful in different ways. Almost all approaches have their strengths and their limitations. And for myself, um, I would never sit here and try and tell you that what I'm suggesting is the best way or the only way. Certainly, it's not the only way. And I wouldn't even say it's the best way because I haven't tried all the ways. I couldn't. There's so many different ways to practice. And anyone who says that their way is the best way is to my mind coming from a place of some, uh, shall we say, lack of openness. Um, but what I can say is this is a way that works. And it works in a wonderful and powerful way and a transformative way for the human heart and the human mind. And so this is what I've found in my own experience. And now the last um, really 30 years of my life, the last three decades have been pretty much involved full-time and engaged full-time with the exploration of these teachings and practices and the sharing of them. And really, this, is, uh, this, this retreat here is a continuation of that process and that journey. And so mindfulness, as we um, also will know, some of us as a, as a form of practice, is one way we sometimes translate the language that the Buddha used. But I think it's also useful to think in terms of heartfulness and bodyfulness and this way in which we bring a fullness of attention to our mental activity mindfulness we could say training of our attention but we also bring a fullness of attention to our heart to how things are for us to what affects us how we are touched and engaged and we bring a kindliness and an openness to our experience and that that's part of the quality of heartfulness of a, of a allowing a non-judgmental and yet caring, engaged attentiveness to our experience. There's also a quality of bodyfulness that we will perhaps find ourselves exploring and finding useful, the, the sense of what it is to be really fully in our bodies as a support for being present, for being awake. And as a way of accessing the wisdom and the intelligence that our body has to offer us, that comes to us in a quieter way and maybe not always such a precise or particular way as the wisdom that may be in the mind or the understanding that comes through the conceptual process. But nonetheless, an essential element of our, our greater and our deeper capacity for wisdom and for living with kindness and skill in the world. 
So with this practice, the invitation and the orientation initially is to gather the attention that we might easily and for many of us often find to be quite scattered or fragmented or somehow lacking in capacity to sustain and steady on our chosen topic of interest. We can be often so pushed and pulled by the competing and strong impulses, sensations, perceptions, experiences that arise for us both around us in the sensory world, but equally within us in our own body, heart, mind, feelings, thoughts and sensations. And learning to find some ground, some steadiness amidst all of this is an incredible resource for our well-being a foundation for peace and ease, but also a basis for a exploration of our own heart's capacity to open more deeply and more unconditionally, and an exploration of our capacity for understanding, the, the ability for wisdom to penetrate deeply into our life in the way that it can and which offers possibilities of peace and of freedom in life, in the very midst of the challenges and the struggles and the complexities that we inevitably also encounter. And so with the practice, the initial orientation is towards settling, towards landing, towards gathering. But there's always going to be, and there will be further emphasis as we continue in the practice together, towards the the possibility and the need for an opening towards what is here and also a curiosity and an interest to explore and understand it more deeply, not by thinking about it, but by actually being present in an interested and open way moment by moment as our experience unfolds. But for this morning, my invitation to you really is to begin with just turning your attention to the body and taking a few moments now to notice how your body feels. If you're sitting or you may be standing or in some other posture if that's needed, generally the encouragement within the insight practice is to use the, uh, the sitting or standing posture as a primary posture. And for many of you, that will work. And if you need to do something else because of issues of health or well-being, then, of course, please adjust accordingly for your own uh, situation and capacity. That's natural and appropriate. But just for now, taking a few moments to feel the way your body rests upon the earth, rests upon the seat, rests upon the cushion or the mat or the floor or the chair or whatever it is that your body rests upon. And just feeling that contact, noticing what it's like, the firmness, hardness, coolness, warmth or, or whatever is there, this way in which our body rests upon the earth is a, is a primary foundation for connection. And in taking a moment to consciously sense and establish an upright posture, feeling the way your body rises up from the ground, rises up from your seat, from the pelvis, from the base beneath you, from your feet, rises up into the space around you and above you, and what we could call here the sky. That just as the earth provides us support and 
allows this body to rest upon it. So too, the sky, the space around us, offers us the possibility to be upright, to rise up, to extend, and invites us into our greater possibility, our greater potential. So sitting in this way, feeling that quality of intentionality, of uprightness, inviting a quality of dignity, or recognizing the dignity in fact already present in your simple intention to be, to be here, to engage in this practice at this time. And also relaxing, allowing, inviting, and supporting your body to be at ease. Noticing if there are places of holding or tightness, contraction, or unease. And just making space for that. Not somehow trying to force it to change, but allowing and inviting the possibility of softening, releasing, or relaxing. Perhaps just by breathing consciously as if you were breathing out into, through and with those places or any place of tightness or contraction that you're aware of in your body. Anywhere where there's holding or tension. Just consciously breathing with that experience. In a way, just allowing it to know that it can let go without trying to coerce it to do so. And the quality of the out-breath can be very helpful with that. Just taking a moment just to notice around your head and your face. There's tension around the eyes, whether open or closed. Around your temples, again, just inviting it to soften, relax. Maybe around the jaw, the cheeks the mouth, just feeling if there's anything there. And also in the throat and the neck, shoulders, inviting the shoulders to, to soften, relax down gently. And equally, just uh, sensing the chest and the belly, inviting chest to just be open and the belly soft. So that your body can be at ease right here, right now, while at the same time alert and attentive. This quality of alert and yet at ease, relaxed and yet engaged. This is a, a balance we learn to cultivate as we practice, very supportive. And it reflects a quality of equally of openness to whatever is our experience. It allows what happens and what is, allows what arises to arise. But also recognizes we have an intention. And the intention in this practice and the foundation of the practice is that this intention to be awake. And what that means is to be aware to be conscious, to be mindful, to be present of and with our immediate experience. And to notice when we get drawn in 
to thinking about, to fantasizing, to memories or stories of future, to reactions. All of that we can notice. And without judging it, without rejecting it or in any way judging ourselves for the fact that it arises, making the conscious and yet clear but gentle intention to simply put it down, to bring your attention back into your body and to sense what's taking place in your body. And within the body, we can use two primary references as the place to rest your attention. And you can see for yourself which is most useful. For many, the movement of breathing in your body will be really helpful. The, the gentle and often subtle rhythm of movement as your body breathes in, as, the, as your chest expands and your body rises up and draws air into your body. And the belly rises and the whole living organic system is vitalized, is nourished, is fed by this in-breathing. And noticing what it's like as you breathe out, as you feel directly the sensations in your body as, as the chest softens and drops and the belly drops likewise. The whole torso softens downwards and the air is released from your body into the space around you. And noticing whatever you sense and feel in your body as you do this. If you don't feel anything particular, if this isn't something that you've practiced or trained in and you don't have very much sensation that you can connect with the breathing, then you might find it useful to place the soft, open palm of your hand just gently in contact with the middle of your chest or the upper abdomen, just seeing where it feels, if it feels useful, if it feels comfortable. It's not required, but it will certainly help you get a sense of the breathing movement in your body and that experience. If you find that useful, you can employ it, but it's not needed if you don't seem to find it helpful. And just sensing into, tuning into that experience of breathing. And it can be for some that this isn't necessarily the most useful place to rest your attention as a primary, as a primary field or focus for attentiveness and for connecting. And for some it can be more useful just to let the attention rest with the whole body, feeling both the sense of the frame of your body from the top to the bottom, including all of your limbs, torso, head. Noticing particularly where you feel a clear contact with the ground or with one part of the body touching another, or just the sense of your body in the space. So the whole body and the space around your body. For some people, this is more useful. If you find the breathing doesn't give you a safe and steady place in which you can rest your attention then sometimes just exploring that sense of your whole body and the way your body is in contact with the ground and itself and the ways that you might feel where your feet touch the ground or your legs or where your buttocks press into the cushion or seat, where your hands are on your laps 
on your lap or your thighs and maybe even just noticing where the arms touch the sides of your torso and even your lips touching each other. These simple places of contact give sometimes and for some a useful and clear reference to connect with. And so just sensing in that way which what seems most useful for you and, and staying steady with that for a while if you wish to try another approach at some point, that's okay, but just settling with the intention for now to attend in this way. And equally making the attention, the intention to notice whenever your attention moves to something else. Not somehow trying to force it to stay or fix or hold it in place not to tighten around this experience of attentiveness. The attention will easily move or be pulled. And our practice here is to notice that if it takes place. And then to return the attention to the breathing, to the body. The process of noticing what's happening is as much a part of the practice as the settling of the attention in our chosen focus in the body the breathing or the whole body and contact points. And so we have the primary intention to steady and focus and gather our attentiveness in this way. But with that also an openness to allow what happens and stay close so far as we're able. And then, of course, of course, to begin again whenever we need to. So allowing what arises to arise, to not make a problem or an obstacle out of experiences. There may be sounds, there may be thoughts, there may be images or other sensations that come to us. Just to acknowledge them as experience. We don't need to push them away or regard them as an obstacle, a distraction, or a problem. We can just notice this has arisen. And at the same time, we don't need to pick them up. We don't need to pursue them. We don't need to figure out why it's happening, whether it should be happening. We can just notice, oh, this is happening. And then, having noticed, bringing the attention again into your body. This quality of being present in the body with the breathing, with the posture, with the contact in the, on the earth and beneath the sky. This is our, our place of refuge. This we can develop as a, a ground to which we can always return, which is always here for us. And in doing so, we offer ourselves the support for abiding, for finding ourselves, for ourselves, what it means to be at home in our experience, in our bodies, our hearts, our minds, and in our lives, right where we are. And acknowledging that the tendency of our minds and sometimes the alarming enthusiasm with which they will go in other directions to things of past, things of future, to hopes and to fears. 
to what excites us and to what distresses us, to what delights us and what disturbs us. And all of this we notice without judgment, without analysis, but with care, understanding we are touched and affected by the way our attention moves. And we have this remarkable capacity to be conscious of it, to be awake, to be aware, to be mindful and present in the midst of it. And it is this we are developing and cultivating in the meditation as a foundation for deepening understanding and wisdom, for deepening calm, tranquility and peace, and for deepening kindness, compassion and care. And so, just settling in for this meditation, settling in to your body, to the breathing that moves in your body, just however it does, to the way your body feels right now, just however it is. And being attentive to this, breath by breath, moment by moment, just as you are. Coming back to this, whenever you notice and become conscious of having disconnected, without judgment or criticism, just beginning again. This moment is infinitely available for our reconnection. Sitting, standing, or simply being right here on the earth and beneath the sky. Breathing in and breathing out. Again and again, returning to this moment right here where you are. Just for now. Just as you are.
And reconnecting, beginning again. If you notice and realize your mind has become lost or disconnected, your attention wandering in the past or the future, just coming back to where you are right now. This body, sitting, standing, being on the earth and beneath the sky. Just right here where you are and as you are. Moment by moment. Breath by breath. Just one experience at a time. Just as you are.
for the last uh, two or three minutes of the meditation. Just again, consciously connecting with your body, sitting, standing, breathing, just as you are. And also just opening your awareness to to acknowledge the presence of this community of friends practicing together. Just to know that you're not on your own, just to include that in your awareness as you're sitting wherever you are, however you're feeling just now. And just noticing what that reflection evokes or invites, if anything. This very air that we breathe is shared with all things that live. And this intention to wake up equally is something we share together as human beings. So may our practice here together be for our own well-being and for the welfare of all beings, the welfare of all that lives.